Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah, yes, he is, and he'd love to hear from you at 866-391-1020. He's got a great guest coming up on the Disc Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline where we find Doug Oster. Of course, DougOster.com. We'll get to him in a moment. But if you're the 10th caller right now at 412-922-1020, you win a $25 gift certificate from Sorbels. And now here is your host. Let's say good morning to Doug Oster. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, and happy Father's Day, Rob, and to all the dads out there. Right back at you. Uh, all right. Yeah, enjoy your Father's Day. It is it is a great holiday to do what you want to do, dads. <laughs> enjoy. Maybe that'll be working out in the garden. Yeah, we do have a guest a little later on. Justin Ellis from uh, DRAM will be here talking about this pretty cool fish-based organic fertilizer called Dramatic. And check out my latest videos at DougOster.com. I just did one on uh, bargain hanging baskets that I found. I found some hanging baskets for under $9 that look pretty darn good. You know, not prime, but decent. And you know me, I'm always looking for bargains. And this is the time to get to the local nursery or garden center and poke around. It actually took me three times walking around to find the deal I wanted. <laughs> and, uh, oh, it's just fun, fun to find stuff and bring it back. And uh, that's what that video shows, how I, how I bring the stuff back. And... I will be at Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse next Sunday at 2 p.m. for a free pollinator class. I'm going to talk all about attracting pollinators and growing for pollinators, uh, one of the things that I love to talk about. It's going to be the first time that we'll be face-to-face in a long time, although our faces will be covered <laughs> with masks and we'll be doing social distancing. The only way to come, though, you have to sign up. You have to RSVP to attend. You've got to be on the list. And all that information is at my website at DougOster.com. It's kind of interesting uh, how you can recognize people when they have their mask on. Uh, I was at Han Nursery and walking out and talking to some people and I had my mask on, my hat, my sunglasses. And somebody said, are you Doug Oster? I'm like, how did you know? She said, oh, I just heard the voice. But I've been at different nurseries where I've, uh, you know, you just know people from their body language and their eyes it's kind of interesting uh rob are there any callers yet or you want me to keep talking no we can take a call or two if you want oh awesome all right let's say hi to mary lou how are you mary lou i'm just good how are you today good hey mary lou what's on your mind this morning okay um the man who cuts my grass told me last week that i have poison ivy And the only way he's ever been able to get rid of it, he wants to come here in a hazmat suit and apply Roundup. And that terrifies me. I don't want to subject my neighbors to that, myself, anybody. Do you have any good good alternatives? Yes, there are other things that you can use besides Roundup. There are organic versions of of a Roundup that use safe ingredients that that won't hurt you. Uh, You know... I'm so glad you called because uh, you do have choices in how you want to deal with these different weeds and different well, excuse problems. Excuse me one second. He did say he's tried organic and it hasn't worked, but I wanted to talk to you. Yeah, I'm telling you that uh, I've seen it work. So okay. uh, it's just it's just which product that you want to to use. I, I like one called Nature's Avenger, and 
uh, again, when we use a lot of these organic products, you've got to have to time it right. And so the best time to use an organic herbicide is uh, in the middle of a hot, sunny day because that's when it really does its job. And so culturally, with our cultural practices, we, we kind of adjust things a little bit to when we apply that. And uh, Nature's Avenger will do the same thing or a burnout or something like that will do the same thing and, and actually be more effective than a Roundup. And to tell you the truth, on Poison Ivy, all of these products, they'll, they'll take down the top of it. They'll take it off. But it, it's the roots that, that are the problem. And so, Right, that's what he said. Uh-huh. Yeah, so how bad are, is the Poison Ivy? Are you seeing it? Or is it growing all over? No, uh, no. He he said he just noticed it, and he showed me there's about eight, I guess, um, instances of it. But he says it will spread, and it's up. It's it's in with other ivy. You know what? I'd put on that. I'd have him put on that hazmat suit and just pull it out because that's what I do. And if you pull out those roots, uh, you're going to be much more successful than trying to spray it on top. Uh, so, see how that goes over when you tell him he's got his hazmat suit. So why not? All right, let's say hi to Tom in the South Hills before we take a break. And, uh, Tom, you're on the air with Doug. Good morning. Good morning, and happy Father's Day to everyone. Happy Father's Day to you. Thank you. I wanted to ask you about the spent flowers on iris plants. Some of them have a big green bulb on them. Should they be removed, uh, such as daffodils? Uh, just basically for the aesthetics of the plant, uh, what what happens is that's, that's, that's a seed head, and so irises are pretty tough. What, people do cut those off because, you know, again, the energy of the plant will be uh, in into the, uh, I don't know if I'm going to say bulb or t- rhizome, yes, the rhizome for an iris. Uh, and so if you don't mind the way it looks, and or if you like the way it looks, it's not going to negatively affect the plant in any way. Uh, but if you if you don't like the way it looks, you can you can remove it, and again the plant will put a little bit more energy into the rhizome as opposed to putting the energy into uh, making a seed. Okay, very good. Thank you. Thank you. All right, eight six six three nine one ten twenty. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Lots more to get to with Doug, including his great guest. So stay with us. If you have a call, a question, you want to call us now, 866-391-1020. Congratulations to Mary Lee of Beaver, Pennsylvania, winner of that gift certificate from Sorkles. Yes, he is, ladies and gentlemen, on the disc at the Tudor Pittsburgh Newsline, Doug Oster. And here is Bethany in Allison Park. Hey, Bethany, good morning. Good morning, and happy Father's Day to both of you. Happy Father's Day to everybody you know. (laughs) Thank you. I have a question about a birch tree that we have on our property that is not doing well. The leaves on the top are sparse, and they're looking like they're drying up or curling. And we had an arborist come in, and he recommended a deep root excavation, which I had never heard of. And it seems a pretty drastic procedure, and it's rather expensive. And I wondered what your thoughts are on it. Is it successful, and would you recommend Oh, uh, you know, yeah, I know what you're going to say. That, that's a lot to do. How old is the tree, do you know? Oh, it's 30 years old or more. I would ask for a second opinion, and I would ask you to... to to uh, talk to Davy Tree. Uh, I like those guys. I've been using those guys long, long before they had any association with me on the radio show, and I just trust them, and I would want to hear what they had to say. Uh, they will come out for free. They will take a look at it, 
and tell them your concerns. Tell them you had another person out there, and they'll straighten it out for you. That's what I would. That's what I would recommend. Well, we did have a second opinion, and the gentleman told us that the tree had reached its lifespan and was just dying. And I googled it, and it said a birch tree should last eighty to one hundred and forty years. Yeah, I, you know. I, Again, you you, you got to have somebody that you trust doing this work, and uh, I, I I trust the guys from Davy Tree. That's all I can tell you. Uh, that that would be my recommendation. Uh, yeah, birch tree can live a long, long, long time. Uh, and so, well, it's a yeah, beautiful it's, tree, and I hate to lose it. My husband and I brought it home in the back of my Mustang. And it's a good 30 feet tall now. It's beautiful, and I'd sh- it'd break my heart to lose it. Do yourself a favor. Call Davey. Get a third opinion. There's not, there's not, there's not, no downside to getting a third opinion. And, and look, you've got these two opinions. You've got two completely different opinions. Uh, and so uh, you, you've got to have somebody that you trust. I trust the guys from Davey Tree. Give them a call and, and see what they say. And then give us a call back and see, see what – We'll talk about all three options. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Let's keep it going. Let's go to Nancy. She's up next for Doug Oster on the Organic Gardeners calling today from Kennedy Township. Hi, Nancy. Good morning. Good hey, Doug, morning. I What's have on a your mind? About a Leyland Cypress. Okay. I found these uh, little pockets of white spittlebug type things, and they have mm-hmm. little yellow bugs in them. Do I need to worry about them or? Let him go. I would just keep an eye on the tree, see if you see any kind of damage whatsoever. You know, Leland Cypress is a tough tree. Uh, mm-hmm. The only problem, the only problem we have with them is during the polar vortex. You know, people lost them, but they're pretty tough. And keep an eye on it. Uh, the the con- the control would just be horticultural oil or insecticidal soap, uh, which you spray on the pl- on the insect itself. Uh, but I, I I wouldn't worry too much about it. Okay. As I Sounds as good. I said, monitor the tree. If you start to see you know see something bad, then you can start treating it. Uh, you know, insects in general, they aren't necessarily bad. It's just when there's too many of them. So that's a tough plant, and it should be fine. Here's Murray in Latrobe for Doug Oster on the Organic Gardener. How are you, Murray? Hey, I'm good today. Uh, great show, guys. Uh, I have some mature foundation shrubbery that I was told that I have root rot from uh, the moisture we've had in the spring of the last two years. Is there anything I can apply to those uh, uh, shrubbery to uh, help the roots uh, uh, reestablish themselves? So uh, first off, tell me, does the plant look bad? Yes, it does. It's uh, it, it it it's uh, it, it it's showing signs of uh, 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 that the greenery has gone away from from the plant. Yes. And who gave you the diagnosis? Uh, a local nurseryman. Okay. Well, that's good news. At least we have an expert to take a look at it. Uh, you know, the soil that's there is the soil that's there. Uh, we're not having as wet of a year this year. The only thing I could recommend is to uh, is to fertilize that tree uh, with a good organic granular fertilizer. And you know, we had 
two seasons, two and a half seasons of unbelievably wet weather, and those foundation shrubs have been there who knows how long, uh, probably decades, and yes. uh, they've done well in the past. And so yes. if we give them a little boost and we get a normal couple years, we got to hope they'll come back. And, again, all you're investing is just, a, a, you know, 20, 30 bucks on some granular fertilizer, and we can see if that makes a difference. And if we get to all the way down to next spring and they just haven't come back, it's probably time to replace them. So give them a little boost and see how they do. Does your uh, do you recommend any particular uh, brand, uh, Doug? Uh, I like the stuff from uh, the granular stuff from a company called Espoma, and it's very easy to find. Uh, there's there's it depends on which what kind of shrub, but like Holly Tone is for uh, acid-loving shrubs like your rhododendrons, your azaleas, hollies, dogwoods, that sort of thing. And then there's just your straight garden tone, uh, which is uh, doesn't add the uh, acidic uh, factor to the to the uh, to the fertilizer. So holly tone or garden tone would be fine, and it'd be easy to find. It'd be inexpensive. And you just you just by you just kind of sprinkle it down underneath the shrub, and you kind of just rake it in. You know, you don't want to affect negatively affect the roots of the shrub. And right. then every time it waters. Every time it rains, uh, that water seeps through the the fertilizer, and the fertilizer is carried down to the roots. And to tell you the truth, you know, again, these any foundation shrubs in general are are very hardy, tough plants. And yes, we can have a a, a series of seasons like that where where they they start to to kind of dwindle a little bit. But as we get to normal weather, and I, as I said, feeding it. Um, we got to hope we're going to bring it back again. I think, I think because they're so tough that that they will come back. But that's just a guess. Okay, thank you very thank you. much. All right, one more call before the bottom of the hour. Let's go to Suzanne in the South Hills. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good morning and happy Father's Day. My question is: we have a we just put in a mandevilla uh, about you know six weeks ago, and it was beautiful, like a good three foot high. We planted it in the ground and it was doing very well. Now the leaves are turning yellow. And I've looked it up and it says, you know, too much water will make the leaves yellow and not enough water will make the leaves yellow. So how do we know what to do about this plant? Because it definitely seems to be dying. Okay, so mandevillas are, they're tropical. And uh, is it planted in the garden itself or is it in a container? No, it's in the ground. So it's very hard to overwater in the ground, and so that should tell you something. I would, I'm going to uh, have uh, Justin Ellis on here uh, at a little after 7:30, uh, and he has a fertilizer that uh, that I'd recommend for that plant, and it's just made out of uh, made out of fish. It's an organic fertilizer, and I would water it because we haven't had a lot of rain. I would water it, I would fertilize it, and again, they're another uh, tough plant that when you you get that water on there you get that fertilizer on there it's it's going to green up again and give you flowers all summer long i and put so, it at bird and bloom i've fertilized it a couple times with that okay good good well i think water is the key then uh okay Thank you know you and when much. you water uh, try and water in the morning and you don't have to water every day uh but just really soak it in uh don't be af- don't be afraid to to overwater if you're just watering once or twice a week. 
Uh, as I said, out in the garden, it's tough to overwater. Uh, I would just I would put the hose down there for about five minutes and just let it let it kind of trickle out and and soak that that down to that root zone. And the best way to figure this out too is just kind of jam your your finger down into the dirt. If it's nice and moist, you know that you're good to go. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, what do you say we uh, put Doug on hold, let him get a breather, and uh, he and Justin will be back after the bottom of the hour in the news from Boris Shiloff, and we'll get right to your phone calls as well as his segment with Justin. But I want to tell everybody that coming up next hour, we're going to invite you all to phone in with your favorite recipes for Dad on his very special day. And two amazing fathers in their own right will be here today, Joe and Frank Dentisi, and I'll be here as well. It's the Coons Cooking Hour, then it's Heffron Tillotson, your money and you, then the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday Show, Major League baseball who is to blame owners players and will they ever play ball again yesterday's empty grandstands at the belmont very unique perspective as we're getting ready for the kentucky derby still to take place september and then in october it is the preakness stakes we'll talk nascar today they're at talladega pga tour happens to be at rbc the heritage at the harbor town links course in south carolina so we've got a lot to get to today so i hope you'll stay with us for this father's day but right now time to get a quick break in and then at the bottom of the hour boris shiloff is back with the 7:30 news and then more of doug oster on kdk radio ah yes he is before we get to his special guest they're both on the disc institute of pittsburgh newsline the 10th caller wins a 25 dollars gift certificate for a great time to be had by one and all at janoski's they open today at 9 a.m for this father's day and now to his guest ladies and gentlemen once again the star of the show mr doug oster doug we're joined by Justin Ellis. He's the Midwest Fertilizer Sales Manager for DRAM, and DRAM is D-R-A-M-M. Good morning, Justin. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you guys today? Oh, we're doing great. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. And I've been using DRAM products for well, as long as I can remember. I've got color point pruners. I've got long extendable pruners. I've got water wands. But last year, I was at a trade show in Columbus and discovered this organic fertilizer. Tell me all about it. What's the name of it, and how is it made? Sure. Yeah, a dramatic organic fertilizer. So it's a play on the DRAM family name for dramatic. Um, it's actually been being manufactured in Algoma, Wisconsin, since 1958. It was under a previous owner and previous name, and Kurt DRAM. The uh, chairman of the company ran across it on one of his trips up into Door County, realized that it worked fantastic in his garden bedding plants, uh, ended up buying the operation and incorporating it into uh, the DRAM company and corporation as a whole. So uh, what we do is we take fish scraps out of the Great Lakes from the commercial fishing fleet. Uh, we grind it up and uh, we let it sit in our digestion tanks, hundreds of thousands of gallons worth. Uh, for months at a time and screen it, may add some amendments to it, and ship it out all over the world. So it's a hydrolysate versus an emulsion. Uh, an emulsion is also a byproduct of fishing industries, but uh, they tend to heat the product up, take the oils off for various products, take the, the bone meal out, the proteins out for various products, and you're left with sort of a, a depleted goo. Uh, right, right. We, we want all that thing out in our fertilizer, right? That's, that's right. Yep. We grind the bone and leave everything in there. I uh, let it digest naturally. Uh, and that leads to real high available calcium and phosphorus for the plants and, and they tend to thrive with it. 
so we, we think of these fertilizers just for us, for our home gardeners. Uh, but we talked earlier this week, the, you're, you're seeing these fertilizers used in all sorts of different applications in professional growers uh, all over the country, right? Uh, yeah, all over the world, actually. We export to a number of different countries. Um, and, and domestically, we see it used on everything that is grown organically, any kind of fruit or vegetable. Uh, and increasingly, we're seeing flowers. But we've got very large uh, commodity organic growers growing soybeans and wheat and corn on the scale of thousands of acres. We've got uh, major hop production out west, uh, major major fruit and uh, vegetable production all over the country. Yes, yeah, so it it's, works great for the home gardener, but like a lot of Dram's items, uh, what works well for the commercial grower also works very well for the home gardener and grower as well. So how is it sold? How do we use it as home gardeners? As home gardeners, um, most independent retail uh, garden centers that carry Dram products should also carry Dram or Dramatic fertilizer. Uh, and it'll be sold in quarts in gallons and two and a half gallon containers. Uh, so it's a concentrate. Um, there's dilution recommendations right on the containers. Uh, general rule of thumb that I give to most people as a good starting point is just 20 to 1 water to fertilizer, and it can be applied via drip tape or out of a watering can or through a sprinkler if you've got some sort of injection system. Um, it's, it's very user-friendly. All right, so it's made out of fish scraps. So what does it smell like, Justin? Uh, well, my, my tagline is it smells like low tide at the beach. So it's definitely got a little uh, fishy aroma. It's, it's not overpowering by any means, uh, especially when compared to some of the emulsions on the market. Um, and those volatile organic chemicals dissipate very quickly. So I tend to spray at night in the, uh, in the evening. And by the next morning, there's there's hardly any scent outside left. And tell me what you've seen uh, when this is applied, either commercially or to uh, to the home garden, uh, when they use the dramatic. Sure. Yeah, we we see uh, very fast green up. So um, a lot of a lot of growers, uh, even at scale, will be using this uh, to, to fertilize their seed uh, starts before they go out in the garden as, as the soil is depleted or the potting soil is depleted in the trays, they'll, they'll give it a dose of fish and it's immediate greening up. You'll see that same thing outside. I'll uh, be mixing tanks up to go out and spray my orchard and I'll have some drip out in the grass and I'll have bright green spots in the lawn where, where the fertilizer has uh, <laughs> spilled out unintentionally. Well, that, that's a good thing for sure. With these long days, yesterday was the first day of summer uh, my idea would be to also use the dramatic in my containers just about every time I water. Uh, because the long days, the plants are, are using so much of the nutrients that are that are in there. Is dramatic a, a good thing for, for using in containers? Absolutely, yep, yep. So we've got a number of container garden plants um, in, on the decks, um, and we, we have a jar... Uh, a jug readily accessible, so every time we water, we put in a little bit. We we don't incre- we don't uh, do as high of a rate if we're doing a daily application. Um, you know, an ounce to a gallon is about all you need if you're doing daily or every other daily application. 
All right, Justin, thank you so much for getting up so early. Uh, you can find uh, all the information you need about Dramatic or any other Dram products at Dram, that's D-R-A-M-M, dot com. All right, we're going to take a short break, come back on the other side. We want to get some calls on here for Doug in the home stretch of the Organic Gardener. Congratulations to Ted of Aliquippa, won himself that gift certificate from the good folks at Janoski's. Number here for the Organic Gardener, DougOster.com, 866-391-1020. Ah, uh, yes, he is. Busy day for Doug Oster on the phone lines. Let's say hello to Helen, wants to talk about sprouts. Hi, Helen, how are you? Hello, Helen. Okay, Helen. Are you talking to me? Yeah, go ahead, please. It's Carolyn. Oh, okay. Um, I used to come see you all at Shake, um, Shady Side uh, Market District. I miss you all. I'm, I'm blind now, and I'm interested in growing sprouts. I do no, no longer have a porch, and I want to do it in front of my window. How, how, growing, how would I do that? Growing sprouts is pretty easy. Uh, we would just take uh, any kind of container that had a little bit of drainage. We would uh, get some planting mix. We would get it moist, put it in the container. And now we're just going to choose the right kind of seed for what kind of sprouts that you would like. Personally, I really love radish sprouts, uh, and they're really easy to do. If you throw in, you know, just get a $2, have somebody get a $2 packet of uh Radish seeds, but you could use radish, beans, sunflowers, uh, anything from the coal crop like broccoli, uh, collards, that sort of thing. And you just sprinkle them onto that uh, that little mix that's already moistened, and then you put a little bit more mix on there and kind of press it down. Cover the whole thing with some kind of clear plastic. And in the case of radishes, they'll sprout in just a few days, maybe a little bit longer for some of the other stuff. And then you've got your sprouts, and you can just kind of uh, trim them down with some scissors, and in some cases they'll come back. Other times you'll just replant, and they're highly nutritious, easy to grow, and uh, uh, very tender and tasty. And thanks so much about uh, the, the comments about when uh, Justin and I used to be at the uh, Giant Eagle Market District. We had a lot of fun doing that, and thanks so much for coming out back then to see us. All right, let's keep those calls coming. While we have a couple of minutes left with Doug today, let's talk to Carol in Turtle Creek. Hey, Carol, how you doing? Good morning. Um, good morning. Um, I have a question about lilacs. I have one that's probably about 10 years old, and it hardly gets any blooms on it. Is there, you know, is there something I'm not doing? Or uh, I don't fertilize it at all. Well, you know, um, lilacs are pretty tough, but they, they do sometimes get into a kind of a cycle of, of blooming good one year and not blooming very good the next year. Uh, how does the, the plant itself look uh, down it looks, below? Do you, nice. do you have how many, how many of those big old uh, trunks do you have? Oh, oh golly. I, I don't really. I mean, there's a lot of them. Um, uh, over the years, I've cut back um, the thicker, older wood. And okay, that's good. That's, that's where I was getting. That, that's where I was getting. One of the things we do for lilacs is, you know, if there's three of the old wood, we'll take one of those out and let one of the young ones take over. But if you if you wanted to give it a little boost, uh, and I would wait till the spring. Uh, at this point, I would just put a little what they call flower tone on it, uh, and it's formulated. To, to get things to bloom. And when we get to next spring, 
because we're probably too late already. As soon as it's done blooming, just give it a little haircut. And the reason we can't do that now is it already has its buds on there for next year's blooms. But as soon as it's done blooming, we we just kind of trim it. And that kind of forces the plant to put on more buds. If we gave it a little bit of flower tone, then it'll get back to this uh, really nice blooming cycle annually. No, no. Um, if um, if somebody has one that's a, um, a really pretty one that I like, um, sort of a, a ruby color, mauve ruby color, is there any way to take a cutting off that? To it, it can be it can be done, but it's not easy. Okay, so oh. there are there's there's all <laughs> sorts of different ways to propagate it: softwood, hardwood cuttings. I would be tempted if you if somebody had a real nice one is to dig out uh some of those little young ones and start there because you'll be two or three years ahead already and it'll be uh-huh. much easier for you. Just get a few of those transplants in there, put those in the garden, and then in a few years you'll have those beautiful uh ruby blooms that you want, okay? Okay, thank you. Thank ben- you. Benders, tell us about it, Doug. Yes, I'll be at Bedner's next Sunday. It's in McDonald's, Cecil area. Next Sunday, 2 p.m. for a free pollinator class talking about attracting pollinators, planting for pollinators. It's going to be the first time we'll be together in quite a while. It will be uh, social distancing and face masks for sure, and the you must RSVP to attend, and all the info is at DougOster.com. We're going to have a lot of fun. I love talking about pollinators, and Bedner's is one of my favorite places uh just oh the plants are are just great and i know they're gonna have a bunch of deals there and every time i go there to speak i end up with a truck full of plants but you know how that is all right talk to me as we get ready to say goodbye for another day dougoster.com and bargain hanging baskets and more yeah that's uh you know the the videos that i'm doing i've got uh the latest one is all about these bargain hanging baskets yeah again you know me I don't know if it's more exciting to get the bargain or plant them or both, but not only do I have the hanging baskets out there that I've, I've bought cheap and, you know, pot them up and fertilize them, and uh, I've got all sorts of other containers and stuff that, again, sometimes in a nursery when they're not in their prime condition, they know guys like me will come in there and buy them cheaper and want to bring them back, and that's an exciting part of gardening for me. Uh, I feel that I can do it, and you, you, you get a hang. Of, you get kind of the hang of it when you look at a plant and you say, "I can bring that back," or you look at it and say, "Yeah, I'm going to pass. I don't think I can bring that one back." But lots of other videos there. I've been doing some work for Pit Moss, which is P-I-T-T-M-O-S-S. It's uh, uh, a company, a local company that makes uh, planting mix out of newspapers, and and I I've been using this stuff for years. It uses two-thirds less water. So I'm filling up my containers with it, and it's organic. It has organic fertilizer in it, and my containers are going nuts. I'm going to be using that dramatic fertilizer made made from, from fish scraps like Justin was telling us. Uh, every time I water now, we get these long days, uh, and I'm going to every time I water my containers, I'm going to have a little bit of that dramatic in there to feed those plants and, and make them look great. All right, if you will, go ahead, Doug. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. All right, Doug. Thanks, buddy. Have a good day, okay? You too. Happy Father's Day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you'll stay with us because we've got two great dads coming up in just a couple of moments, Joe and Frank Dentisi. And today, it's about dad's favorite foods, steaks, baked potatoes, veggies, produce, cake, pies, cookies, and more. 
all from one of your neighborhood Coons Markets. How do you find the one nearest you? Click on CoonsMarket.com. If you want to get on the phone now and get ready to join us, you can do so at 866-391-1020. Good morning.